Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast series with co-host Jay Steinbach. Jay, welcome back. Thanks, Jeff, for having me on again. We wrapped up our last section um, talking about pension alternatives, and this is especially important for uh, public employees. Pension maximization and using life insurance as a possible alternative. So, you know, you've been in the industry, what, 30 years? A little over 30 years, yes. Uh, so with your experience, you've dealt with this subject quite a bit. Um, so let's yes, get I into have. it. Uh, for the audience out there, what exactly is pension max? Pension maximization is where a, a, a participant in a defined benefit plan, say FERS or serves with the federal government, instead of taking a straight life or instead of taking a joint and survivor option, takes a straight life option where the spouse or significant other will sign off on the pension. That participant gets a full benefit, and then we use a life insurance policy to replace all or part of the survivor benefit that the spouse gave up, essentially how it is. Okay, so what are some of the so what are some of the benefits? Say I'm getting ready to retire, I have the survivor options there, 25 years as a federal employee. What would be some of the advantages of maybe not taking the survivor option for my spouse um, and taking that full pension um, using the life insurance as the survivor benefit, really, correct? Correct. Well, one of the is right off the bat is you you generate more income up front from day one. You you don't take a reduction in your pension. You get 100% of your pension benefit paid to you. Um, another option or another advantage, excuse me, is if your beneficiary passes away first, undertaking a joint survivor option, you've disinherited any other family members with uh, the pension maximization, you can name children or charity or whatever you want as a beneficiary. Also, with a life insurance policy, it does generate cash value. So at some point in the future, if you needed to borrow money against the policy or you didn't need it anymore under a circumstance, you can get some or all of your money back you put into it. With a joint and survivor option, whatever you whatever your pension benefit is reduced by, yeah, that's gone. That money's not coming back to you. Um, one that we don't uh, talk about more is the pension benefit on a survivor option, whatever that spouse would get. Let's say it's $3,000 you are getting and that spouse gets $2,000 a month as a number. All that money is taxable to that, that spouse or significant other at 100%. The life insurance is paid out to the beneficiary 100% tax-free. It gives you more flexibility if you want to take some of that money to pay off some debt or do something else with a portion of it, you can and you still have enough money left over to uh, pay you uh, an income as well. Oh, I didn't even thought about that option. So when you're so when you're going through let's let's go through a scenario. Let's say that I reached out to you one day uh, retirement consultation. What are the steps that you go through with the employee to to address whether or not it makes sense. What are some of the keys that you discuss with the employee when you're going through an analysis to determine whether or not the maximum pension option would make sense to them? Um, a couple things. One is I have to have their numbers. I, I can't work on this is a partial number. This might be what it is. You have to provide me the actual numbers that your company, federal government, state, local, whoever it might be, is providing you so we can make a determination as to what your what your options are, the amounts you're going to have, you'll get full retirement, 
a partial reduction, a full reduction based on what they have available. Um, and to order merit some serious consideration, one, you either need to be married with a significant other, because if you don't have that, then there's no reason to do the pension maximization. Um, two, you need to be healthy enough to qualify for the insurance. Um, and three, I like people to be at least five to 10 years away from their retirement, because the younger you get the insurance, the more benefit it, it is to you. Because if, you know, if basically, if you're not healthy, then a life insurance option is not going to work or it's going to be too costly. If the amount that insurance is going to be more than what you'd give up in a pension, you're at a net loss. So that wouldn't be something I would want to pursue. Um, I also like to look at, I like to see people between five and 10 years out from retirement. Now that's not, that's a, a sweet spot for me when I'm working with people. I can't always get that. Someone that I'm working with just recently is going to be retiring in a few months. So I work with what I've got, but the younger you are, the healthier you are, it makes more sense. The other one is we always look at and I see this with the federal government anyway, if you take a straight life option and you pass away, your spouse does not get any health insurance. So we have to make right. sure that how that works. So if, if there's a situation where they're not eligible for Medicare, when you would pass away, then that's something that you, know, you have to factor that in. That's one of the considerations. Also, do you find, uh, not only on the health insurance, uh, what's been your experience, and again, this is for federal employees, um, for those uh, five to 10 years from retirement, do you see a, a lot of federal employees that participate in the optional insurance amounts, for example, option B? Yeah, a lot of them do. As, as, uh, when they were younger, they all took the option the option B. What I find is, is as our kids have grown and gone, their things have changed. They just, they just put that on autopilot and don't even bother to look at it again. So that's one of the things that we'll look at is what uh, get their leave and earnings statement to see what how much insurance they have, what option do they have, are there some ways that we can maybe look outside the federal government or FEGLI to find you a better plan that's cheaper, more cost-effective, that maybe has some more benefits to it um, than what the government's offering you. And I don't think I'm out of line in saying it's uh, that group coverage is limited and it's very expensive comparatively, and correct? Again, yeah. If somebody's healthy. It goes up every it goes up as you get older, basically in five year increments. And um I just find that people that I, we can go on the outside and shop shop them out on the marketplace and do much get a much better plan for them as well. And then there's some benefits, living benefits that the outside uh life insurance policies have that the Fegley does not offer, afford you or offer you. Something that uh, employees should look at, even if their health is not great, and I, I know that's subjective, there are options out there that we have seen um, that I've, I've there, there are actual cases that I've looked at where somebody has been able to improve their situation. A lot of times they thought, um, I couldn't qualify or this isn't gonna make sense. Um, you know, what's your philosophy on that? Do you just say, hey, let's take a look? Because sometimes people are like, I don't wanna go through the process and just get, you know, um, get turned down or get rated or whatever. What's your, how do you approach that? Well, what I do is we taught, call it a trial application or a, you might say a trial balloon, let's say. I'll get the information from them. Uh, have them sign medical releases for their medical records. I take it back to my back office and we shop that out to a multitude of different carriers to see what they what you know what what the underwriters would think of this certain person's condition, some of the things that used to throw people off were blood pressure and cholesterol. Those are even non-factors anymore. 
diabetes used to be a decline. Now, if it's maintained, A1Cs are under a certain level, and it's maintained by diet and exercise, that has not been an option as well. So there's medical conditions that 10, 15, 20 years ago would cause an issue that because of you know, health technology and you know, innovation in the healthcare field, it's not, it's not that big of a deal anymore. But we don't make commitment to anybody. I'll do all the work, just get the information from that person, shop it out to our carriers and see where we can get the best offer. Does it cost them anything to go through that process? Cost them nothing but a little bit of time. That's it. Yeah. So you have nothing to lose, really, to to do a comparison. I I tell everybody, look at your alternatives. I mean, the the worst case scenario is to just be reassured you're set up the correct way. Correct. If they, we find out, we go through the process and find out that the insurance isn't a better option than the survivor benefit then we know that that's not going to be an option going forward. Choose one of the survivor benefit options, and I'll work with them even doing that, even if they're not going to buy any insurance, based on you know their, their lifestyle, their income, budget, what they've got in other assets, TSP, IRAs, Roth IRAs, whatever they may have in other retirement plans. We work with them on that uh, if the insurance isn't an option for them. So if uh, an audience member out there wants to, uh, wants to learn more, how do they get a hold of you? Well, they can go to my website, www.jsteinbock.com. That's J-A-Y-S-T-E-I-N-B-O-C-K.com. Or we have some ways to contact me through GovResource, our, our uh, email and web address. It's J-A-Y at gov, G-O-V-R-E-S-O-U-R-C-E.com as well. So go to my website. You can see an updated picture of me and uh, – all the information and products and services that I provide. We're located here in the Kansas City area, but I have clients all throughout the Midwest, all throughout the United States. And you can also uh, leave a question uh, for Jay on our Fed website, fedchecklist.com, fedchecklist.com. If you've attended this podcast and you have questions, you can we have a comment and question section. You could also request a meeting. And we also have um, a nice uh, report that's uh, free. You can download it. It's uh, the questions you need to ask before retiring as a Fed employee. It includes uh, workbook, uh, worksheets, and budgets as you approach retirement. And that'll help you as you prepare for your meeting with Jay. So uh, great information today. Thank you, Jay. Jeff, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. All right. So look for our next uh, episode to be uploaded soon. And let us know if we can be of service to any of you out there. We're here to help. Education first. And that's uh, very important in the times we're living in. So uh, thank you, everybody, for attending. Pass this along to other employees that you know. And let us know if we can be of service. This concludes our session. Thank you.